GG Poker is the biggest online poker site and they have more players than any other on the internet. Why play anywhere else? They have a wide range of games and unique features that you just can't find on any other site. GG Poker run huge tournaments with big prize pools and they hold the record for the biggest ever prize pool on an online poker tournament. There are games for all players at all skill levels, whether you're new to poker or a seasoned pro, including cash games and exciting tournaments like Bounty Hunters and Sunday Majors. GG Poker offer popular games like Texas Hold'em and Omaha to unique games like All In or Fold and Spin and Gold. New players that make their first deposit get £60 in free play, 18+, plus. new UK players only, minimum deposit is £10, full terms and conditions apply, begambleaware.org and please play responsibly. AG1 is a comprehensive and convenient blend of over 70 high quality ingredients and what that means is each morning when I wake up, before I do anything else, I drink AG1 to set me up for the day. It keeps me clear-headed, full of energy and focused on whatever I need to do, like writing a fighting cock for example. One scoop, once a day, before breakfast and that's it. I've actually found that I've not been needing coffee in the morning to get me started. I've still been drinking coffee because I love coffee but it's not because it's like a necessity to do so. AG1 is made out of the highest quality ingredients subject to the strictest manufacturing standards. AG1 is NSF certified for sport and this process involves exhaustive testing and verification that every serving of AG1 is exactly what you see on the label. If you want to take ownership of your health, try AG1 and get a free one year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs for your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com forward slash the fighting cock. That's drinkag1.com forward slash the fighting cock to get started. And to help the podcast. Thank you very much. Have a great day and enjoy the show. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It's the fight in. 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 It's
Power in. Cock a camel, Hello and welcome to episode 18, season 11 of the Fighting Cock podcast. Um, joined online by Ricky and Felonious Filth. I'm not, not going to ask you how you're doing. Actually, uh, are you okay? T, are you, I'm okay. Are you okay? Ricky, you I'm okay? I'm okay because I kind of called it. Yeah, Ricky, are you okay or are you just are you coming out swinging? Are you, you, have you got your guard up? How, how, you, how have you been since, uh, well, it's pretty much yeah, 24 I'm hours? Just, yeah, I'm certainly not coming out swinging. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm still very hurt and upset, but um, a lot less than yesterday. Yesterday was... <laughs> Mate, I just oh man, it it was it it was a stinger. The thing is, Rick, right, is that nothing like we we've we've had we we started going Spurs, um, you know, like and understanding what Tottenham are, probably late eighties, early nineties. It's late eighties for me, early nineties maybe for you because you're two years younger than me, I think. Yeah. So around around the time where we we just went into a. I think it was like something almost like a 24 game period over you know in terms of Premier League um that we hadn't beaten Arsenal so you'd think that we'd have enough preparation enough training to deal with that result and and yet it was still fucking hard. it was horrible horrible yeah i mean um <laughs> i just it's so horrible I can't, I can't, I just can't, I can't put it into words, really. It's, it's that, uh, kind of like lulling you in of like, we've finished above them for, I don't know, five seasons now, six seasons, whatever it is. Uh, we do them at White Hart Lane and you, you think maybe that we've turned or turning a corner that we might get a result at the Emirates or even if we don't, it will be, um, a close game, like a draw or a close game. But, um, being 3-0 down on 33 or 34 minutes it was just you you I was starting to think how many yeah exactly that's exactly it how do you come back from it well you you don't you just swallow it you you, you just take it you just bend over and on this occasion uh they they've they've they've, they've strapped us up and we're wriggling about like a little pig and uh <laughs> And uh, we, yeah, it was delivered to us significantly in our offices. Um, T, you, I, yesterday after the game, you, you made a point of saying, I want to come on the podcast, and you had some stuff to say. Has Before you go on to say whatever you want to say, uh, has, has any of that changed in the 24-hour period after the final whistle? I'm going to be honest. I barely remember what I said last night, and I barely remember what I was thinking. But um, I, was, I was quite upset. At the time, but now it's just you know it's happened again. Let's just move on. It's just a, a bad bad result overall. Um, I mean, when the first goal when we started off a bit slow, first goal goes and you think okay, you know we got a little shot across the birds. We're going to sort it out, and we never did. And it was just um, they are surrounded by their fans and just yes. want to get out of there. Really, yeah, I can happens. imagine that must have been tricky. I don't because yeah, um. I, I know that the well, Arsenal away is like a, it's like, it's the, um, it's like the zenith for any Spurs fan, isn't it? It's, it's what, it's the game that's most difficult to get to, even though you get sort of three, four thousand tickets, whatever you get at, at the Emirates. 
it's the game that all Spurs fans want to get to just in case you get to experience all of it. But the fact is, we've, I think, won there once in the league. In Yeah, 2011. That was my first trip there as well. I thought it was going to be like I thought it was going to be like that forever. And, that's why um, that's why Spurs fans will always return there if they get an opportunity to. If someone offered me a ticket, I'd have been there hundred percent. It, it, it's, it's just it's just it's like Stamford Bridge, though, isn't it? I mean, I, I've been to many games there over the years, and the one time we won, I didn't bother going. So I don't know. It's just I mean, I got, I had an opportunity to get a ticket, so I thought, why not? And um, you know, a month ago. You know, gets manager of the month. I know. I'm, you know, throwing little jabs at Arsenal fans, and and I said, God, could you imagine if they beat us and they go above us? And that's exactly what happened. Well, you, you know, we we um we put put together this, uh, and we can continue to do this. The um the sort of month roundup that you saw on on our Twitter account and and other social medias that we have, um, where we sum up the month that we've just had in about ninety seconds. And we can do this throughout the season, but the first one was so we were so happy, and this is why it's so fucking hard to take because the the chasm between where we were at the end of August to where we are at the end of September is unbelievably huge. <laughs> it's it's they were bottom of the league and we were top, and now they're above us, and and that and and you know it's there are so many sort of narratives around losing to Arsenal, specifically this game that are significant, but none more so than the fact that, you know, people are looking at Spurs. Even as Spurs fans be looking at the games and thinking, actually, we, we haven't been that great. Like, beating Watford 1-0 at home and, you know, the Wolves game, we were lucky and the Man City game, we were good. That was the one that we felt like a proper victory, but that was the first game of the season. Anyone can turn up on the first game of the season when the other team isn't as prepared as they should be. And then we find ourselves now, which... I, I guess the question here, Rick, I'm going to throw this at you, is is this reality? Is what we had before dreamlike form that we can't sustain as, and is what we've seen in the last month a very difficult away away tie to... Uh, sorry, home tie to, to Chelsea and a, and a difficult away tie, tie to Arsenal because it's always going to be that way. But the, the, the Palace game was the, is the one that sticks out. So are we in normality now? Is this what... What, what we've got to continue with for the rest of the season, do you think? Um, well, it's the norm. It is the normality for now. So, yeah, we won three games, but I think if you if you look past just looking at the points and we won three games, the performance bar Man City wasn't very convincing. Um, we uh, and there's lots of stats that you know back up that we weren't very attacking and creating many chances and things like that. So it kind of like was the, the results were papering over the cracks of our performances. But I thought the more that the the players kind of gel and play together and, and get to know their formation, get to know the manager, that things would slowly pick up. Um, and then the Palace game happened, then Chelsea and now Arsenal. And I still think that um, there's still a long way to go. And I still think... People uh, like the players and manager are both feeling each other out and they're just trying to learn what the manager wants to do, how he wants them to play, what their positions are, what's our starting eleven. Um so I think it will it will get better, but knowing how Nuno plays football, 
the free-flowing attacking football that we all crave and that we haven't seen in ages um i don't you know i don't think that that's going to be coming anytime soon so so yeah this is what we what we're seeing now is probably it, it's the yeah it's the reality now and i think it's going to be it'll probably be like that for a, a few more games to go before it gets better really yeah and this is the thing is that, and this is the question we all have as Spurs fans is, is it going to get better is it, are we going to be able to turn this turn the corner and you you've seen the I, I don't know if you're going to believe you know what it was a, a bloke who works for some sort of media outlet who has nothing to do with football saying that there there were at least four or five Spurs players that refused to train today. I think uh, it, a fake account. It was a fake account. Yeah, fake. Okay. Gazy. Right. What? Not real. Oh, I thought you. Thought, I thought the the you said the account was called Fugazi, and and I can't no, no, believe no, no, I've, no. I've fallen is. for that. Is 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 that is it been proven to be untrue? Because we we've had this before. Where well, normally people normally people corroborate these things, though, don't they? And I suppose you no would, you'd hear about it. it. Yeah, you'd hear about yeah. it in Sky and BBC, and if it was true, that no, whatever not it, our captain either. Sorry, Kane's not our captain. It's unlike his have training the morning after a game. So there's lots of. Factual inaccuracies that kind of pulled it apart. It's so weird that people would like go on Twitter to to fucking just get a little bit of energy their way and just make stuff up. Uh, so much so that I've looked at it and thought, well, that's a talking point. We should talk about it. But there, there do you think there is an issue between the fans? Uh, sorry, the, the the players and and Nuno that it isn't the first time that this conversation has come up, and it's obvious that sometimes this. You know, if you lose a few games, then there are going to be people out there that are going to be writing stories that talk about the fractures in the in the changing room. But it doesn't look like we're playing with any kind of cohesion or, or togetherness. Only in terms of what, like, I, I, like go back to you might not have seen this T. I'm not sure, not sure if you've watched any any of the highlights or any anything afterwards. But after Son scored, he was the one going around to all of them. And saying, "Come on, we can do this." He was going up to the fans and saying, "We can do this." No, no one else was. Harry Kane certainly wasn't. Um, it just—it is. Do you think that there is a there is an issue there that Nuno perhaps isn't getting into them in, on on an emotional level that he's not managing them as a a mentor or as a guardian of the team? He's 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 simply telling them to play a certain way and do what they got to do, and that should be enough because it just it. Perhaps there is there is a a, a split between Nuno well, and players. Well, Lucas Moura said um, that there have been a lot of long balls and he wasn't happy with the brand of football that they were playing. Um, you know, I've, I've, had, I've had a few conversations today and someone made the point that um, Mourinho was someone who let the strikers get on with it, let them find their own patterns and work it out themselves. And it feels like Nuno is in that kind of vein as well. So you've got... Um, two seasons, I think, maybe a little over two seasons of strikers not really working on patterns of play and stuff. So, all this kind of adds up to to what happened yesterday. Um, is this the norm? Is this the reality? Well, the first month we weren't even conceding goals, so we've gone from that to letting in nine goals in three league games. So it's just it's very bizarre. The only thing that's in Nuno's favour is that we've considerably, you know, reduced the age the average age in our in our squad. And what got Pochettino through his early reign, his early hung, was, um, was hungry young players. 
and I didn't see the second half because I'd gone. <laughs> I'm diehard fan, me. But um, a lot of people have praised um, Oliver, Ollie Skip's performance. Yep, fair. So maybe that's a sign of things to come where he is going to rely on, on the younger players. Um, I believe if he loses to Villa, then it's going to be very tough for him to, to hold on to his job. <laughs> you can't lose four, we'll four in the league. You can't lose four in the league. And if we lose to Villa, which is a home game, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I just feel that, you know, it doesn't feel like we're building towards something. It's lots of chopping and changing week to week. We're changing tactics. We're changing positions. We've got the Celso out on the right. The Celso is here. Delhi's moving around. So with Pochettino, we've felt like at least there's a, there's a you know, a method. It doesn't feel like there's a method right now. We had a question about, um, and I, I forget the, the person who sent it in, and apologies if you're listening, um, but uh, we had a question about whether or not Pochettino got more leeway than um, the, the Nuno has has had thus far. There's people calling for Nuno's head right now, and I can, I'm beginning to 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 understand it. I, I really am, and I, and I don't, I don't, you know, I don't criticise anybody who 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 might suggest that Nuno isn't the man to manage Tottenham. But I'm not, I'm not quite there yet. But I feel like a couple more, you know, lost to to Villa might be uh, a step in that direction, a significant step, a stamp, if anything. Um, but uh, yeah, the, the, there was a period in in Pochettino's early career at Tottenham where things weren't going that well. I think I, I, I can't remember, and I should look back on it. But I think our first, the, the first, so he, our first season, we we finished about. Seventh or sixth, I can't remember it's, exactly. It was fifth or sixth. Yeah, but it wasn't like we weren't <laughs> pulling up trees. It, we certainly weren't doing what we did in the, you know, in in, in the uh, seasons that preceded his initial one. And but 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 what you could see was a different dimension in our play. We were attacking. He got rid of players that were that he thought weren't pulling in the same direction. And when he did that, we our performances and results didn't falter, and that was the key. So, you, as a fan, you can look towards the future because you feel like it's something's happening here. Some, something it might not be that we're but like we we wouldn't even when Pochettino turned up, we wouldn't even imagine about winning the league. It would like or, or 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 a cup or anything. We just we just wanted something else than what we'd experienced under Sherwood, and is it AVB before him? I think it was AVB. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. So, so it was so dire. It was had such. We, we, we're in a similar situation right now. Like how we feel about a football club is exactly how we felt back when Sherwood and and, and AVB had the team. And it, and those that are many people who watch listen to this will remember how significant Gareth Bale was. You know, he 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 ran it. So it. it it's it's a different dynamic right now than when Pochettino started to transform Tottenham into something something else, and I don't think there's a there's a beautiful irony in the fact that if Pochettino does come back next, and it feels like we're building towards that, it really does. I would say building, we're floundering towards hoping that Pochettino will come back to us. Um, that uh, yeah yeah, it's just that 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 the situation would be as dire as when he took over. And he'll have to do another interview with whoever our press officer is or whoever it is behind the camera at Spurs and say, I want to give Tottenham Hotspur fans a club to be proud of once again. And that's a shame. It's a shame that that he that, that he's um 
you know, we're waiting for him to come and fix us again. And we, we, we chucked him in the bin. Two years well, they're ago. currently nine points clear, so I don't think he's coming. <laughs> it depends about what they do in the Champions League. If he if he doesn't qualify or he he gets dumped, then I think that we could have him. But the timing the timing's got to be right. If he loses to if we lose to Villa, and we lose on Thursday, then I might get accelerated. I don't think, and we Pod- might need. Well, Pochettino's not coming this this domestic season. He's coming at the end of it, if anything. Yeah, but can he? But. Can we really keep doing stop gaps though? I mean, that's at some point you're going to have to pick someone who you're going to kind of trust. You know, you can't have another Nuno who's two year contract and doesn't have the same sort of um, philosophy. Rick, but, but we'll see. How, how do you feel about just letting this just play out as it is and just seeing what happens? Because the reality is that if we sack Nuno now or in the next month, then they're just going to bring Ryan Mason in once again, which isn't what we want it's not it's not a club in facing the right direction we have to keep going back to Ryan Mason to yeah well I mean it's it's a sad indictment really if you if we sack a manager and go back to Ryan Mason or we're holding out for for Poch um you know there's got to be more to life than that and I think if we are waiting for you know the stars to align to for to wait for Poch is gonna come back it's, it will be towards the end of the season, really. Um, and I just think with Nuno, I think you just have to give him time. I think that he will get time. Um, and I think it will probably get worse before it gets better. And like you were saying earlier, Flav, like I, I think Poch had a torrid time when he first started and we didn't start playing until like the November or yeah. something like that. Um so again, that that could happen in this situation. At the moment, we are all, you know, emotions are running high. We're all very raw from that defeat, um, and there has been mitigations before of um, the players in um, South America, injuries, you know, Nuno coming in late, uh, and those those things. And yeah, I, you know, you can't keep um, going back to those, but it, it's it's all relative. Um, I just think if we if we carry on going, um, I just think th- things will will get better. But I don't think they're ever going to get to the highs where where we want them to be. But then if we do sack him, then you know what do we do? Who who realistically are we going to get in? Who's going to want to come to Tottenham? Not now. Do you know what no. I mean? Like, we were all like, you know, we've got the best stadium in the world we've got an amazing uh training ground set up we've got harry kane we've got sonny we've got these young players that we've all bought in uh but like when it came up to the manager situation fucking no one was throwing their hat into the ring no one wanted to come so we'll just be put into that situation again and it'll be worse because nuno's had you know six games or six league games or whatever uh and he's been sacked off i just think we're just gonna have to wait it out whether we like it or not yeah, and and do you know what? When when like as you were talking there, and, and and as we we have been talking through this podcast, um, like things in football change really quickly, and I don't think it's beyond comprehension that Spurs' form may change significantly. You know, losing to Chelsea and Arsenal away, which we've done even through the very best periods of um, Pochettino 
and uh, and Redknapp. That perhaps this isn't as season defining as we think it is. It it probably is. It like it probably it probably you know we're going to struggle this season. When I say struggle, we'll finish like right now. I feel like we're going to finish tenth or or ninth. But a couple of wins. If we beat Villa, we've got Leeds as well in in the near future. If we beat them, they've been rubbish pretty much this season thus far. If we, if we get a couple of wins behind us then maybe we'll feel completely different. And in fact, I know we will, unless they're proper drab 1-0 wins and we're lucky, like Wolves. But if we get a couple of good results about us, the, the entire narrative around the football club changes. And I, I guess that's where I'm at at the moment. Like After the, the, the final whistle blew yesterday, I was... But, well, because we were 3-0 down in the first half, you've had so much time to contemplate the fallout of the result because we'd lost it within the half hour of the game beginning that I was kind of like well this is just a moment in time this is just a period of following our football club and it's not like we're Norwich or we're Aston Villa or Birmingham or any of these football clubs that genuine genuinely difficult football clubs to follow at times and those football clubs also give you unbridled highs without winning anything because we're in the situation as as a football club that should be challenging for the league or should be at least in the top four every season or at least absolutely, you know, in with a shout, which is unlike where we are right now, it's difficult to, it's it's, it's really difficult to, to enjoy it. And and, and that's, this is part of the problem with having success of a, of a football club. And, and when I say success, I don't mean trophies and winning leagues because that's not, not what we've done. But, the expectation that's been created in the last six or seven years has made us feel like every a couple of results is 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 the kind of be all and end all of the football club. And five years from now, or or even two years from now, depending on what what happens, we we could be in a we could be having a completely different situation uh, discussion. We could be talking about stuff in Arsenal four 0 Yeah, Emirates. That's how how um, how big a football club Tottenham are because we, it's just the right decision. It's right transfers. Or it's it's the change in ownership. Whatever it happens, like we're, we're lucky enough to be in this situation where where we 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 can at the drop of a hat our entire sort of imminent future imminent future could be could be changed. I just. It's it's just hard, it's just fucking hard. It's not as hard as being a Norwich fan. They're going down this season again, so you know it's just like they've, what, they've won a trophy more recently than we have. They've got you got Ollie Skip going on a dressing room showing off his championship medal. What saying, trophy? Look, if you work hard, you can get one of these. What, you know what? <laughs> what, what trophy you know, have they won? Won a championship. That's not a trophy. That's promo- they've won promotion. That's not um like that that shit. They've won about, a trophy, mate. It's it's a trophy because someone made. They've a, won a league. Yeah, no, yeah. Obviously, they've won a league, but they, they, they've won promotion. This is what I've, uh, I had this argument with James Alcott on on um, on the other podcast I do, um, where he goes, "Well, we've we've won uh, we won promotion, well, we've won a league a league title, whatever he, whatever he talks about in terms of like coming up for the championship. That isn't that's not winning. That is winning for them, but it's not winning for us. It's like you made you made a point that is depressing supporting Norwich." And I've expressed why it's not that bad supporting them because every other season they win every other game. 
Anyway, that's 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 not really the the point at hand. Here. I think I don't believe it will happen under Nuno. Um, obviously, things can change. The Villa game changed everything for Pochettino when Kane gets the winner. Yeah, was it the winner or the equaliser? No, one um, one two 0 so, two one. The uh, free kick that was deflected. Yeah. So yeah, I think you know maybe Villa at home could be the game. Maybe Dane Scarlett comes on and he scores a winner, and we go on a bit of a run. But um. I just think that Levy comes out of this big, massive tub-thumping speech about free-flowing football, and we've got a caveman as our manager. So, you know, you know what, what can you do? But, you know, as I said, there's still perfectly good players there. Um, I think Brian Hill has to be starting games fairly soon. Um, I don't comprehend why Romero was dropped. Was he injured? That's the only reason I could think of why he was dropped, because, you know, these are the two... Two of the best signings, um, Heal and um, Romero, and I think going forward they've really got to be starting games because, you know, it's just it's bad. And um, he gambled on Lucas Moura, he gambled on Sanchez, and they're both just really, really backfired on them. And you know, it's just one of those things. The the the, the less obvious gamble was Dele Alli, and he was terrible, and he has been sort of terrible. Yeah, I'm not. I'm. I've. I've said it once before. I'll say it again. Not a huge fan, or not a fan at all, of uh, the four-four-three setup. And what kind of um, like I, I don't want to say. Oh, I, I feel for. I feel for Nuno. But when we um, when we were playing at the bit like towards the beginning of the season, well, at the beginning of the season, I think it was like Delhi, Skip, and Hoybier in that three. Um, and we were we were winning games. We were solid defensively, but there, you know there were murmurs that, and the stats were shown, we're not creating any chances. Um, and like shots at goal, uh, uh, you know, progressing the ball forward, it was all really really bad reading. So like he's taken that Nuno has taken that on board and put uh, Ndombele in. So it's Delhi, Ndombele, and Hoybier as the three. And that was against Chelsea, lost 3-0. And against Arsenal, lost 3-1. And so he's he's got to a point of like, he's got this player, this mercurial player in, in Dumbele who can create chances and drive the ball forward and trying to get him in the team. But then now we've suffered because before we had um, Skip and Hoybeer there in the middle. So... It's trying to get that balance, and I just don't think that midfield three is balanced enough. And in the second half against Arsenal, um, we switched to four two three one, and we were playing a lot better. We scored a goal, hit the bar, we 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 created more chances. Um, should have had a penalty. So, yeah, should have had. It. Yeah, should definitely should have had a penalty as well. And I just think for. Where for me personally, where if you are going to play Delhi, he needs to play in that four-two-three-one off off the striker. Otherwise, don't put him in the team. Really, if I'm honest, I mean I love Delhi. Uh, you know the 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 boy come good from Milton Keynes. I fucking will back him to the hilt. But in this in this three, it's just not working. Um, get him up, get him up playing playing uh, further up up the pitch. Number ten, in it, it feels like that. Exactly, and the thing is, as well, when <sighs> Mourinho came in with Mourinho and Nuno, they both play this uh, defensive football, counter attack, either you know low block and counter or mid mid block and counter, 
And when Mourinho came in and he was playing this, it worked. And it worked really well because Sonny was fit, Kane was fit, raring to go. Under Nuno, Son has been injured and a bit stop-start. And Kane has had this City thing hanging over him. He just fit, just looks disinterested. Against Chelsea, he was playing out on the left. I don't um, I, I don't, and, and different things like that. So it's... If Son and Kane are... Uh, you know, firing in all cylinders, and we were getting those goals and those chances, it, it would be a, a different conversation. But obviously, it's not. So we are having this conversation. But I, again, I just I can't get on board with this formation really, and I just don't think we, we've got got the players for it. One of the players that would have um, definitely stepped in when Pochettino took over. When you know he's looking around his dressing room, like which players are going to be receptive? Back at the time, it was Ben Taleb and Mason, and they took took hold of our midfield. And remember us on the podcast talking about like the idea, us talking about the idea of Ben Taleb and Mason being our two midfielders in a four-two-three-one, and we just think like we can't even conceive that, and that and that's what happened. Oliver Skip would a hundred percent walked into that team back in the day, and he has played this season I would say that he was our, our standout performer uh, him and Son probably and you know like Dyer and Sanchez before yesterday have been really impressive but yeah Skip has just um, it just in, in a very difficult situation has really just walked into it into it and, and taken it on and thought like yesterday when when the um when he come on and i know we were 3-0 down and arsenal are going to be more defensive arteta is going to set them up so that they don't lose the game they could have at least conceded two you know we 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 scored the goal but they could have um they could have conceded another two with a bit of luck we hit the bar and son uh, kane went through to lob the keeper if he had buried that if that goal that had gone in the, more, the deflected shot from mora had gone in if you know if Ramsdale hadn't got his hand on the ball and would have got that penalty we should have got that would have been that would have been four <laughs> three. So, so and I, I, I kept telling myself uh, yesterday, yeah, you won the first half, but we won the second half. Yeah. That was my positive. Yeah, one one it one nil. I had that. I had that. Um, but yeah, but Skip Skip's coming like feeling very sort of confident and comfortable, and I. I, I I just, you know, we've, we've talked about and joked about this on the podcast. That he looks like, um, you know, Rysip's finest. You know, he, he he doesn't look like a Premier League footballer, but he looks like a Premier League footballer right now. And I feel like if if this doesn't work out with Nuno, that he he will be there or thereabouts around our, around our squad, especially that Hoybier hasn't been pulling up trees this year. He's, he's struggled a little bit, I think. And and it all goes back to what you're saying, Rick. Is that the system doesn't seem to be working with these players? Just doesn't. No, I'm t- I'm s- I'm still so annoyed and baffled at why uh, Romero didn't didn't start. Um, you know, it, it voted the best defender in Serie A. We went pulled out all the stops to get him, and then not play him. It's just I I don't know. I don't know why. I don't know why and. You know, Mora was was out injured. Comes in from the cold. Like Hill was was has been playing well. Like why not start him? There's just I don't know. Just some of the decisions that were made 
yesterday, uh, Royale. We're like, why, why, why? You know, we pay all this money, and these players aren't starting. Experienced players. I just. I um... feel like he wanted to pick players who'd played in the game before. Um, I think. Um, I think pretty much the entire team has played in the North London derby, and that just did not work for them at all. Um, you know, Tommy Ashu gets what man of the match, and we bought Emerson Royale instead. So it's just lots and lots of frustration from the summer transfer window. And he has to learn from this, just like Anthony Joshua. He has to watch the game, see you got things wrong, and fucking fix it for, for Sunday. Um, Hill and Romero have to be starting. They, there's no argument against it now. I mean, um, early is someone who's very much a niche player, but someone like Brian Hill, I mean, he was already was going going for second balls, trying to make things happen, and we just need that young. He was, he was energy. mustard. He was mustard when he came on. We need we need that young energy des- desperately. But you know, we've been through worse. I remember we recorded the pod the day after the five two uh, many years ago, and. That's considerably more painful than this, you know. Yeah. Um, no, we, we know what to expect. And um, yesterday I was, my anger was only fleeting. I could I could kind of feel like it, it's not as bad as, as I thought in the past. It doesn't feel completely helpless. It's still very early in the season. Um, maybe um, Nuno picks a formation that Ricky wants and it works for Tottenham and it gives him a bit of a lifeline. You know, it's, it's very early days and it's a very young squad. So, you know, can easily turn things around. It's just... It looks very bleak right now. Dave Spurs, he asked us the, a question. It's a simple question, he says. How much longer can we be Levy in? Um, where, I, I want to know where you, you two are at currently. Ricky, where, where are you at with Levy in? Like, what, what, what are you, what's your feelings overall about Daniel Levy? Take as long as you want. I want to know everything about you. what you feel. Really? Well, I mean, I, I have uh, I've said it many a time on this pod... But um, for for what he's done with the club, from where it was to where it is now, the stadium, the training ground, uh, and what he's trying to build at Tottenham, and you know he's building us to be this hugely marketable football club. Um, he's done a fantastic job, but um, where where it's let him down is the the kind of football operations part of of managers players getting involved in things he, he shouldn't shouldn't do and that he hasn't got any clue in really but with with this um appointment i was always under the impression that it was uh paratici that was the was the driving force behind uh nuno's appointment and that levy wasn't that hot on him but Paratici kind of convinced him that this is going to be that this is going to be the guy. So if we are so so so, what do we do then? Do do we lay it at Paratici's door for picking Nuno, or do we or do we lay it at Levy's door for picking Paratici and and him bringing in the managers and players? Like at this point, um. I, I, I don't know. I couldn't tell you because I don't know who 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 appointed Nuno. I think Levy ultimately was just like, yeah, okay. Then if this is the guy that you think is going to take us there, then it's you know it's on your head. So surely this is down to Paratici, isn't it? Who who um who picked Nuno up? 
And the, the talks broke down with Fonseca because there was a disagreement of how uh, they saw Tottenham playing. And um, I don't know what happened with Conte. I don't know whether he actually was interested or was he not. Um, and did did he actually request for bags of money and we just said, no, that's not the project that we want. Like, I don't know what happened there. It was the same, the same conjecture, um, conjecture that would have happened with Fonseca and... The other two, you don't know uh, what you, you, you have no idea about what what's true, what comes out, and what what doesn't come out. Um, were those were those Fonseca quotes direct from him, or is it? Uh, yeah, I think I think so. Yeah, I think I have read some things where there was a disagreement um, in how how he wanted us to play. I think I think Paratici wanted him to play a certain way he agreed and then Paratici said actually no we we want to play it a different way and that's where the disagreement came about um of how, how we were supposed to be playing but again yeah it's I, I don't know who who appointed Nuno but um and it's difficult because he was like the what fifth sixth seventh eight, you know whatever choice he wasn't number one um and by the sounds of it, there wasn't a, a queue of managers going around the stadium wanting to throw their hat in the ring. So what do you do? You don't, you can't go on all summer without a manager. It's, it's It was fucking farcical in the first place. Yeah. So if you've got someone who's got Premier League experience, who ha, had done a decent job at Wolves, and and towards the end, it you know, it, it's, it's simmered down with that. But who else was there, man? Like, I'm hearing Potter uh, was was thought about but Potter wasn't interested so I just don't know man you have I to, don't know you have to look at um what what we've witnessed over the last couple of seasons and I understand completely from Joe um from Daniel Levy's position and where we were with Pochettino at the end of his tenure it was it was dire and it's not much yeah. better now it's not much better now like honestly it's not much better now um but when we got Jose Mourinho in that's that felt like progress. It really did. It felt like, all right, okay, Pochettino has taken as far as he can, but now we've got a manager who's going to actually win stuff. And then that didn't happen as well. And now we we had that, well, we, he sacked Jose Mourinho before the League Cup win. And then we're in a situation where we've got Ryan Mason as a manager. And you'd think that, that a new manager was going to be appointed before the end of the season, but at least at the end of the season and that didn't happen and then it was just a merry-go-round it was farcical as you said Rick it was absolutely farcical so you can't as someone who's the 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 figurehead of the football club is responsible ultimately for every performance uh, every element of performance in 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 that, in the company that he, he 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 runs and he's done great things for the stadium that's fantastic that's good but fundamentally, it goes down to what happens on the football pitch. And he, Daniel Levy, is directly responsible because it's happened over a significant period of time for where we are right now. He has to be. Because if he isn't, then who is? He's the only person, he's the only mainstay throughout the last 20 years. And you should give him credit for what he's done. You should give him credit for... Bringing and seeing Pochettino as a, a man who can transform our football club. You give him credit for tying Harry Kane down 
to a deal that meant he couldn't leave the club for getting Huminson to sign another football uh, 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 contract. But you should also criticise him for where we are right now. He, can't, he he isn't beyond criticism, and it's not about being leave like being as binary as leave you in or leave you out, and just looking at the situation and thinking, right, well, Daniel Levy right now needs to fix this. He has to fix it. How the fuck is he going to fix it? Well, the frustrating thing, Rick, is that as fans, we just have to endure. We just have to sit through it. We have to just... When when Sherwood, when we got beat 4-0 uh, against Liverpool and Sherwood would just sat in the stands and hid, we have to just, as fans, we have to live through it because he's not going anywhere. When No one's coming in to buy Tottenham Hotspur, so we just have to wait and hope that Daniel Levy pulls another ace card from his sleeve and gets a manager in that can turn what is a really talented squad I think I, th- I think this I think po- Pochettino came in now when he hadn't managed us previously and he came in with this squad now we'd be really exciting in 12 months time so it just takes that or maybe maybe Levy's just Maybe he's lost it. Maybe he's, he's he's gone through this cycle so many times and he's had the ups and he just doesn't have the, the gumption or ingenuity or just foresight to find the next manager. I don't know. I don't know. No, I don't know either, man. See, anything to add? Thanks for the memories, but it's time to go. <laughs> yeah, but <before. laughs> In the words of DT. What, what, what? <laughs> But this 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 was so frustrating. Is that he's not going anywhere? Well, that's that's why it's easier for me to you know to be upset at um, Nuno than it is about Levy. It's um, we talk about every week Levy and Levy out, and it's all just binary and it's just fucking stupid. It's just um, people have opinions, and those opinions become their whole personality, and it's just boring. You're more interested in human being than just having a binary opinion. Don't ask us again. <laughs> <laughs> all right. There were so many more questions, but they're all basically about why do I bother? Why are we hurting? Why do Spurs do this? Why is Nuno not the man? Should we get rid of Daniel Levy? They're, they're all they're all sim- similar and comparable. Um, this is this has been a tough one, isn't it, boys? This this isn't like generally we can find a funny way of dealing with uh, you know a result against Arsenal like that, but. No, it's been yeah, tough. Uh, yeah, it's been tough to talk about. Normally, as you say, there there is kind of something that to uh, laugh about or poke fun at or or whatever it might be. But I just I can't fucking muster anything at the moment. <laughs> I did see uh, someone mate. try and jump the gate and fell. That was quite funny. Go on, tell us about that. Well, <laughs> I don't know if any of you have been through Arsenal, but it's like turnstiles. It's like rotating turnstiles, and I think he wanted to jump in the same one as, as his mate, and he miscalculated. And he's he just got locked out. He got squashed. Hey, I don't know. Yeah, well, he couldn't really style it. It was just too bait. And yeah, so he didn't get it. Probably got a lucky escape, actually, to be fair. Um, nothing quite prepares you for seeing that many football shirts when you when you go to Arsenal away. It's, oh, yeah, it genuinely feels disgusting. And your skin generally crawls. Yeah, I, um, I often think, T, that, that we hate them because of what we've created in our mind. And when you look at the reality of what Arsenal are, there's not much to hate. It's just pathetic. 
I just hate them for existing. It's not, I mean, when I see a West Ham or Chelsea replica shirt, I don't feel anything. I don't feel anger. I just think whatever. But seeing, you know, any any kind of um, paraphernalia of Arsenal, I just guess my hack holds up straight away. And, you know, the first half out of yesterday's game just confounded that. Well, well when we was watching, watching on telly, you would see, like, they would pan, obviously, because they were, they were winning 2 or 3 nil, and it would pan across their fan base. And I was, like, looking at them going, you lot are fucking pathetic. Like, they really are. Yeah, that, that isn't representative. It's just, it's there's, they're not, and, and and I feel like we're going back to the old school of, uh, of the fighting cock. We're thinking, doesn't matter if you beat us, we'll never be you. Our fan base isn't exemplary, 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 exemplary. Exempl- it's not, but it's better than anything that they could ever conjure. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be it's going to be really really cooler when it comes to our stadium and going to be full of fans. I think it'll be. Is it the first game with fans this season against Arsenal? Yeah, yeah, something? for sure. Yeah. The friendly doesn't really count. So, yeah, you know, that should be quite lively. Looking forward to that. No, I'm, um, I'm, I'm desperately looking forward to some Arsenal fans getting beaten up at, on, on uh, Seven Sisters. 100%. Yeah, on, on the high road, yeah. <laughs> hi, hi, hiding in Greg's. Just getting battered. <laughs> Absolutely battered. The, uh, battered everywhere they go. <laughs> the, uh, what was it? Um, Bully. Do you remember Bully from Arsenal Fan TV? Yes. Hey, where's he gone? Uh, he disappeared after the hashtag slap bully, which was uh, <laughs> something that happened. Like he, he, I think it was art, the season after when he went, whose name is Harry Kane? And then, um, <laughs> the, yeah, yeah, some Spurs fans online uh, on Twitter just said, all right, hashtag slap bully. Like he's, he's given it and he's got to get it back. Like If you give, you give that certain energy, then that energy is going to come back to you. And, uh, True. Yeah, he apparently um, disappeared after that. Small victories. <laughs> <laughs> all right, boys. Thank you so much for, for for talking about this. It's been horrible. It's horrible for us. It's it's you know, it's nothing we can say that will make this current situation any better than it is. But what I would say is, this isn't what Tottenham Hotspur are. This isn't the. The, the near future this isn't the the far future this is just where we find ourselves right now and we will have all of the most incredible moments that you could ever imagine everything that we talked about in the history of this podcast uh, you know the 10 years 11 years that we've been doing this and all the amazing games that we've had do you think that this is the moment where it all falls apart it doesn't fall apart this is it, football is secular but we have we have to deal with, and we have to take our medicine, as Rick said earlier. We've got to take our medicine. We have to deal with these difficult situations. We have to just exist in it. We have to listen to them lot. Give us some grief on Twitter if you have, if you even give that any any kind of significance. More to the point, if you're in WhatsApp groups with Arsenal fans and they're giving you grief, just know that it won't be long before we can give them some. And that's where we are as a football club. Regardless of whether you hate Daniel Levy or whether you think Nuno is the guy or Harry Kane has given up, six months from now, football moves so fast and six months from now, we'll be in a completely different situation. And maybe it'll take a year. Maybe it'll take two years. But it'll be completely different from how you're feeling right now. So just don't worry. Keep on going on. 
take your medicine, stick your finger up their asses, and just think, we're Spurs. We'll always be better than them. Always. This has been the Fighting Cold Podcast. Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more. And Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to geico.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 How personalized can a financial plan be when it's created by one of those robo-advisors? Plugging in standard algorithm to calculate insurance need and future wealth of random human client. Robots don't know you. We do. At Farm Bureau Financial Services, getting to know you always comes first. Together, we'll create a financial plan based on your specific goals. Find a local Farm Bureau advisor at fbfs.com slash protect. It's your future. Let's protect it. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.